good pile. What are you doing? Warbster, we're about to start recording. What are you doing? Um, I'm filtering the advertising proposals for Ryan Walkinshaw after uh, Mega fell over. A lot of sponsors want in. Really? Mm. Uh, anyone make an interesting offer? Let's see. Uh, Rich Andy, West Point, um, ICS, Firepower, First Rock Home Loans, via Telecom, hang on, uh, WPS, Wild Sutton Sound, FAI. Uh, I think you're going to have some problems with all of those. Fine. You know what this means? the madness that is the racing cast. Joining me, the Warpster, today are, as always, the podcast DSO. Uh, afternoon, Warpster. And not the sound engineer. Who is our guest for this episode, DSO? Ladies and gentlemen, we've shifted from Podcast Central this afternoon to a real race workshop. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce the Toyota 86 series driver, most likely to get a shout-out on this show, Kane Baxter-Smith. Thanks for having me, guys. No worries at all, mate. Good to uh, good to have you on. Finally get you on. We've talked about this for a while now. Yep. Yeah, thank you for putting your credibility on the line. Thanks for uh, inviting us to, to Baxter Smith Racing's workshop. No worries. All good right. Here. Bathurst is on the way, so once again we'll, pre- we'll be presenting the only preview that has the Warbster seal of approval. right there but before we do that and all the usual crap we should put our guest under the racing insider's microscope but i must warn you kane we're going to ask the same tough no excuses questions we asked matt and lee so when did you find out that um australian driver search was all over (laughs) well um i did the sums no no i didn't do the sums i listened to your podcast (laughs) Uh, right so how did the collapse of australian driver search make you feel uh warbster I think we need to do things a little bit differently with this guest. Okay. We're right. going to talk about real racing, not failed driver search. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, all right, you got right, that? Yeah, no yeah, worries. Right. So um, I might kick this one off. Kane, Go uh, got a couple of uh, got a couple of hard-hitting journalistic questions here. We're going to be operating on a much higher level for the next 15 or 20 minutes. <laughs> so, importantly, I know you, obviously, and uh, from uh, currently driving a Toyota 86, but before that, you... At one stage, we're runner-up in the National Saloon Car slash Super 6 Series. So, Kane Baxter-Smith, how could you go from doing incredible things in an AU to driving a hairdresser's car on national television? 
<laughs> well, the uh, the AU did do some incredible things. I can I can vouch for that. It was a great car. Had a lot of power, a lot of torque. It was fun. Well, the Toyota 86 is is a fantastic race car. It was a natural progression, really, for me to um, look for a control category after saloon cars or Super 6 had lost its national status. Yeah. So I'd uh, done some research and uh, and heard about the 86 series, so I, I built a car so I could uh, go and play it. Good stuff. So uh, well, I would like to add also that Kane does have a very good sponsor in uh, Luft Motors. Yeah, sure do. Very lucky to have them on board. Um, Are you getting serious or something? <laughs> no, I'm just helping him do his plugs. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, go, mate. Go. Luff Motors in yeah. Yass. Yes. Luff Motors are in Yass. We're a, a long way from Yass. A family-owned Toyota dealer. We are a long way from Yass. But if you want a good deal on a Toyota, get Yass to Yass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've been working on that for weeks, haven't you? Unbelievable. We will touch on Luff Motors a little bit more. So, Kane, this is a bit of a serious question. Who would you rather beat in a car race? Gav Ross and Trav Lindorf in a saloon car or the Instagram fitness blogger and Emily Duggan in a salon car? Can I say all of them? I want to beat them all. No. If you're not first, you're last. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look, I had some great races with uh, Gavin Ross and Travis Lindorf. Um, The 2014 Super 6 season was very tight on points, and I had some, some really good close racing with those guys. Yeah, look, if the fitness blogger wants to race us in the 86 series, I'd, I'd happily beat her as well. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write that. Someone else did. Um, all right. Bullshit. A couple of serious ones. When did you start racing? I started racing in 2007. I uh, Late starter? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I'd actually almost finished my apprenticeship at that stage in the uh, small town of Roxby Downs in South Australia. Uh, which is a mining town. Yep. Uh, I was lucky enough I had access to a, uh, a full engineering workshop and uh, I had a VL Commodore, which we uh, stripped apart and fully, turned into... Fully sick, mate. Oh, mate, fully sick, you lad. Uh, that was um, put together on cartons of beer and um, borrowed items mm, Yes. Uh, to, uh, to go play at the uh, dirt circuit track there at South Australia. So... I was uh, I was rookie of the year in 2007, so that was a starting point for me. Good stuff. And your first circuit racing car straight into um, saloon cars. Yeah, yeah. So there was actually quite a gap between 2007 uh, to when I was able to race again due to finances and adulting. Every now yeah, and then, it gets in the way of lots of things, doesn't it? <laughs> so I'd. Uh, I was pretty eager to get back into racing, but I knew that I wanted to um, get into tarmac circuit racing and uh, saloon cars I had read about in in a magazine and I did some research. I found a car in Perth. At the time I was living in Queensland, so I flew to the other side of Australia to go look at a car. That's commitment. Yep. Either that or it was cheap. Uh, actually, they asked. They wanted thirty grand for it. I got it for twenty four. But anyway, oh, yeah. nice. That's all right. That'll, 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 that'll cover the effort. That's yeah. worked in my favour. I was, I was going to say, and that you're paying about that for an AU these days in the marketplace, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Now that they're a cult car, absolutely. What was your favourite race car? Favourite race car. Look, if I could somehow have a hybrid of my AU Falcon and the eighty six. And the best of both worlds, and that would probably be it. No worries. 
86 handles brilliantly, and the uh, the AU just had uh, real nice power and, and torque out of the corners. Very good. Favourite track and why? Favourite track. It's pretty hard to go past uh, Bathurst. Bathurst is a, a brilliant track, very well presented, and it's, 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 it's a great track. Yeah. Great. Speaking of the great, mate. Oh, you've gone to really cool on that one. You want to run that now? Yeah, you, you want to run it? Okay. You want to, you want to tell us all about your uh, little uh, adventure up at the uh, great? You joined, you joined some of the um, best ever. I mean, Brocky had a spin there. DJ had a spin there. Pretty sure Lanzi went in a few times there. Been a lot. Of, been a lot of really good drivers. Go in at the great at Bathurst, including yourself. Well, there was a lot of good drivers went in, and then I went as well. Right. <laughs> also, also some fancy footwork at the, just before the dipper, as I recall as well. Uh, yeah, that was uh, testing the limits in practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we found he's, them. I was going to say, for a nerd, he's pretty good, isn't he? <laughs> least favourite track? Uh, least favourite track would have to be Wakefield Park. Sorry, Wakefield. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was up there last weekend. <laughs> yeah, look, it's a very busy track. Um, There's a lot going on in two kilometres. There is. Yeah. There is, and I, I don't really find it to be that fun. There's okay. a, yeah, a, a lot of work going on. And, and part of that's possibly what you're driving too. Yep, so I've only ever been there in the Falcon. and uh, it, would, at, it would be hard work. Yeah, it was busy. Yeah. I, I ended up setting the fastest lap there that weekend, which I think in those cars was a one minute eight. Yeah, that's not bad. S- something like that. Yep. And that was in 2014, and I I, uh, I was runner up for the Super Six Championship at that event. So maybe there's a little bit of distaste left in my mouth from Wakefield Park. I don't know. <laughs> a bit, of, biggest, bit of karma and bad juju. Yeah, um, bad juju. Biggest crash. Biggest crash uh, was in my Toyota 86 at Homebush. So we were lucky enough to race at Homebush for uh, the last event that they ran. So, what was it, 2016? It, it was great fun. I mean, it, it probably doesn't look like a brilliant track but uh, on paper, but it was actually a really good fun track. And I, I was enjoying myself. I was in P7 at the time. Yeah, I just um, was getting a little bit greedy on the curbs at turn 6-7. Just stepped out ever so slightly in the right rear and glanced the wall. And uh, when you bend the rear of these cars, it, uh, it sort of gives you a bit of forklift steer into the wall on the other side. So that was a pretty hard hit. So you turned it into a Toyota forklift? Yes. Right. Yeah. Nice. Good stuff. Um, Actually, question without notice. Oh, told you we were going to do this, didn't I? <laughs> No. Um, how do you find going from like a straight circuit where it's almost like a concrete canyon and then going to more of a natural circuit? Is there sort of a change in mindset as a driver or do you just approach it the exact same? I always try to approach uh, practice as um, a time to get my off-track excursions out of the way. Mm. And if it's a concrete line track, then you can't really have any off-track excursions so the approach is probably to dial it back ever so slightly yeah sort of creep up to the edge and then go okay that's enough yeah so i actually at townsville had a good result there um this year and i wiped the wall um at turn three twice that was just i was just getting a little bit greedy on that on the exit of that corner funnily enough i really like that corner yeah you you really can't get away with too much at a street circuit so you don't want to stove your car Mm. Um, 
Especially when you're paying the bills. Exactly. So we are out in the race shop earlier having a look around the car. Something that's a bit near and dear to my heart. You've got a sticker on the back of the car saying thank you volunteers. You want to tell me the story about that one? Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a lot of volunteers involved at uh, uh, Cam's run events. That is probably, for the most part, a thankless job. And so, you know, a, a little little sign there to say that we appreciate those volunteers and, and what they do for us. That's good. Thank you. And, and I've, as people probably are aware, if you're a listener, um, I've been giving up my time for about 28 or 29 years now. So um, we're, as cra- we're, as, you know, and we're as crazy as, uh, as, as you guys out there racing. And a lot of frustrated racers amongst the, the ranks of the volunteers, just people that didn't have an opportunity or didn't have a budget. So A couple more for you, Kane, and then we'll roll through uh, the rest of the podcast, which, of course, you're going to guest with us for. Luff Motors, yes. You want to tell us that story? Yeah, so uh, a little while ago when I was still running the AU Falcon, uh, I was living in the, in the Gold Coast at the time and was just making my way back from Winton and my trusty Hilux blew up about 60k short of yes. Don't be slagging off on me fucking Hilux, all right? Just watch yourselves. All right, see, see, if I knew you used to drive a Hilux, perhaps you should have been in the other Toyota, like in the Ute series, mate. Can't keep telling your story. <laughs> Stop laughing. So, uh, yeah, the the trusty Lux uh, let me down on that occasion, and um, I I met uh, Rodney Luff, who's uh, owns and runs Luff Motors. Yep. And in Yas, where you can get your quality Toyota. <laughs> and uh, yeah, from there, I, you know, they they looked after me with uh, fixing the car. And uh, years later, actually, I was driving past. Uh, we were on our way back from Sydney, Toyota eighty six on the on the trailer this time. And I dropped in to say hello. And uh, at the time, we were we were trying to get prepared for Bathurst, and uh, asked Rodney if he could help me out with some bits and. Uh, Luckily enough, he said yes, so, and they've, they've been a, a great backing uh, ever since. Good stuff. No, look, it's, um, it's motorsport's hard enough to do out of your own pocket, so any, any help you can get from the sponsors is good, and um, if, if this podcast was any good, we'd actually have some real sponsors ourselves, so you know, we wouldn't have to do fake ads, we uh, might do real ones. I'd like to point out, though, that, um, and I actually want to ask you another question, seeing as I have mentioned Luff Motors in Yas um, so many times... Mm. In, as as your sponsor is um, Luff Motors in Yas. Can you tell I used to work in advertising? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Warpster, we can. Yes. What's Channel 7? Uh, <laughs> you got anything else for for Kane or are we gonna we're gonna roll into the next bit? No, let's dribble on about something else. I'm okay. Sure Kane's sick of talking about himself. Oh no, well, don't worry this. Don't don't think that you're uh, as, as I warned you, don't uh, they're the prepared questions. If it's the, the ones that I've got prepared that you don't know about later on, or will, uh, will be the tricky ones. Next weekend, so just to timestamp this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Shannon's Sandown round next weekend, Warbster and yep. uh, and Kane. So let's kick off with TCR news. And uh, the latest news from TCR is the Kelly seat shuffle is continuing. Mm. Uh, they're resting, quote-unquote, the Rexes for the rest of the year as a drive shaft issue joins the list of problems KR was already chasing. Right. They so, can't really rely on overseas experience to help, given they're the only ones running the Subaru in the world. I mean, mm. they're worse than being Altima. Whoa. Between that and, uh, and the Renault's teething problems... 
we may surmise that it might be a good idea to run not green cars on the other side of the planet from where they were built. Um, probably explains why Volkswagen, Hyundai and Alfa Romeo have infinitely more running time in the other series. And let's face it, they're the ones at the pointy end in yes. TCR Australia. I thought uh, Bathurst had the contract to supply parts for Renault. <laughs> No, 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 it's Bunnings. Bunnings. Yeah, Bunnings. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't you hear the ad? It was bad. So, second take on TCR, and, and this is a new one for you, Kane. Warbster, how do you feel about TCR after watching a couple more rounds? It's good. I so still hang, on, I, I, hang on, I'll give, you this, I'll give you this in two parts. Okay, fine. How do you feel about what you're seeing presented on TV for TCR compared to what you and I know behind the scenes? Decent. Yep. Decent. They've still got a bit of work to do compared to um, Supercars Media, but they'll we, talk, get there. we talked about that in the previous episode. That isn't bad. It just looks bad because we always want to compare it to what Fox are doing. Mm. I, I like it. Sandown's going to get really interesting, especially when you look at the weather forecast. Yep. Yes, they're going to be wet. So mm. wet, cold, cold rear tyres, very, very fast straights. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm tipping that uh, they might start 18, but there certainly won't be that many left at the end. Mm-hmm. Kane, what do you reckon? You've been, you're a keen follower of the mm. sport as a competitor too. What are your thoughts on TCR? I like it. I like watching TCR. I think um, they've got some issues with their tyre compound. Yeah. Uh, not being able to get enough temperature in the tyres. Right. Hello, we can a bit later Warbster here. Since recording, the Nationals at Sandown has gone down and we were there. Even the sound engineer who was doing something useful. I know, I couldn't believe it either. There wasn't quite as much carnage as expected and the tyre compounds were okay as Melbourne decided to spare us the early spring deluge expected. The sun helped with the Sunday turnout, which is the biggest I've personally seen there for some years. Visiting Argentinian World TCR regular Nestor Girolani swept the weekend and showed wall racing exactly what their Civic arse draggers are capable of. Also, his surname sounds like it would be delicious with some crusty hot bread, light seasoned oil and some olives. That said, the second half of the Sunday race was no picnic, with Garth Tander in the MPC Audi doggedly hanging onto him and keeping things honest. The racing was extremely willing, with I'm fucking Will Brown and Andre 3000 also getting right amongst it. I'm fucking Will Brown can also now say I'm fucking the inaugural TCR Australia champion after finishing the Sunday race 8th. Back to past DSO. <laughs> And I think what they they need to have a think about the series, how the calendar sits next year. You don't want to be going to Winton, Phillip Island and Tail and Bend in the middle of winter. I, I'm with you. I, I like it. It's good. Just on the telecast side of things, um, the other day I was uh, at Raceline working on the car. We were watching a TCR race on the phone. So, you know, and it's live and free. Yeah, and yeah. so, I mean, there's there's definitely positives there, even though they are you know, a little bit behind. Yep. So he's saying that people resent having to pay to watch certain other series. There is a revelation. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure I've read that maybe once before on social media that yeah, people yeah. that people resent all of the supercars series not being on free one, one, Once per supercars related thread or? Oh no, just, just, just okay. once, once every 10 seconds. Yeah. 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 But I'm with you about the live stream. The live stream's good, um, and you're not paying your 25 a month for KO for it. 
I don't know whether they'll be with SBS next year. I mean, there's some there's some 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 jokes around about now that um, James Warburton, sorry, Warbster, the Warbster. Now he's at Channel Seven. Um, that there might be some sort of hookup deal there. I don't know if it'll be with Seven, but I, I'm pretty confident that they'll be on a commercial network. Um, the commercially, digi- commercially speaking, and I'm going to drop the Warbster character for a minute here and talk as myself. They have the media nous with War with with Warburton and with um, a couple of others that are within the ARG sphere to be able to um, get a good deal and know who's who in the jungle as far as that's concerned. Possibly a little better than Sean Seymour, who isn't as hooked into the Australian television side of things. Yep. That's not really his background. The other part of it is, is you've got um, Brian Boyd and friends. They've got a fair bit of money. So if it's going to cost them a little bit to get um, a certain time slot or a certain deal over the line, yep. they certainly have the capability of doing that. Yeah. My only concern with TCR, and I've said this um, before, is how does it stop hemorrhaging money and actually start making a return? And that's something I don't think we fully got a grasp on yet. No, I don't. And I think the other thing is that ARG are going to need to package up their program of events for next mm. year. Mm. They've got enough other categories. How they run it, whether they run their own events or they run on the nationals or I don't know and there's all a, there's a lot of stuff that no one's sure on yet but I do believe they'll have a good product mm. uh, in terms of all their categories together as a package yep. and at least TCR's got a next year unlike uh, Formula 4 yes Formula 4 ladies and gentlemen it is with great regret that here is podcast central aka relocated to Baxter Smith Racing we say Formula 4 rest in pieces uh, Cams has come up with some Driver Academy bullshit to cover the fact that the whole debacle has been a colossal waste of money but as far as junior development goes stick to Formula Ford hmm so guys uh, what are our best memories of Formula 4 <laughs> Jaden O'Jada. Oh, he's pretty good. The juice is loose. There's your shout-out for this episode, Juice. I'll see you next weekend. Don't forget to give me that 50. And now we've finished roasting dead horses. How about we go and confuse everybody? Yep. The S5000 hype machine is rolling harder than Fobbs. The S5000 hype machine is... Who the hell's Fobbs? I don't know. I can't speak today. Uh, the S5000... I'll pick that in. <laughs> you fucking know I will. I definitely will now. Yeah. One three Forbes. <laughs> you, you, you didn't hear the unabridged uh, original twenty six. Oh, You're putting me off for twenty minutes. Anyway, the S five thousand hype machine is rolling harder than Fabs at the bottom of Conrod in twenty ten, with the latest drip feed of news being the qualifying system and the growing list of drivers. Mm. So we're up to eight now. Rubens Barrichello, Matt Brabham. Michael Gibson, John Martin, Tom Alexander, Tim Macro, Barton Moore, and I'm fucking Will Brown. What, still? I've never touched him. Are all down to drive at the time of recording, so it looks like a mixture of youth and experience will line up. Hello, weekend a bit later, Warbster here again. The aforementioned were joined by names such as Jimmy Golding, Ricky Capo, and Alex Davo, among others. I'm not going to go into huge amounts of detail here and now, but S5000, wow. This is what local single seat racing has needed for years. For one thing, they sound like this. 
Race winners were Tim Macro in the Saturday race, no surprise at all given he did all of the development driving, while the short and feature race was won by Jimmy Bieber after Alex Davo had a monster shunt down the backstretch and took a heap of fencing with it. Luckily he came out completely unscathed and uh, all that was damaged was the uh, coverage because they didn't get the full race in. Uh, Golding just totally shit on everything we'll say about him in the preview later. Whoops. Spoilers! Right, so from the good to the ugly, the qualifying format for S5000. Now, let's see if we can pinpoint the issue I may have from this auto-action article quote. So, so listen closely, everybody. Listen very closely. The weekend kicks off with a single qualifying session, then two qualifying heats, which then sets the grid for Sunday afternoon's main race. The two qualifying heats will feature a partial grid reversal which forces the fastest drivers to battle through the field to score the ideal grid slot for the main race. The driver that is awarded pole position after qualifying can pick their starting position for the first qualifying heat. If the driver selects pole, they must start from the back of the grid in the second, then the next qualifier selects their start position and so on until the whole grid has been determined. Only the top 75% of qualifiers will take part in this process, with the remaining 25% starting from their original qualifying slot and start the second heat from where they finished in the first. And your supplementary numbers are 4, 6 and 11. Oh no, I've gone cross-eyed. So, feel free to rewind and listen to that one a few times, as it might make sense to you. And probably make my point. And probably make the Warbster's point. If we as fans can barely comprehend that lot, what the hope does the S5000 commentary team have getting across to a casual viewer? What was it you said earlier about marketing? Marketing that I uh, came up with in uh, in my old days as a professional um, journal, journal and writer basically told me, if I can't explain something in two sentences, it's too complicated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because we're sort of motor racing people. We understand this. If you're a guy flicking through on a Saturday afternoon watching the box, what hope has that person got? Yeah, absolutely not. And I genuinely think it may water down the appeal of something that should be being sold as... um, Pure racing. Exactly what it is. They are V8-powered supercars. They're not V8 supercars and they're not supercars. They are amazing, high-tech, open-wheel cars, big grip, big horsepower, really fast, really interesting. They don't need gimmicks. So, Kane, let's just throw it to the race driver in the room. I think they've overcomplicated it without reason. So, let's, let's put you in the driver's seat and in the qualifying session... You're the third fastest qualifier. There's 14 cars. You've got an option. Your third pick. You, you've got a few options left. What would you do? Where would you choose to start in the qualifying, the first qualifying heat, knowing you're going to almost the back in the second? That's a very good question. Somewhere in the middle of that 75%, if I was confident that I could beat the cars in front of me. Yeah. So it's it's going to end up like Sandown Lotto. Uh, I actually think the correct answer to that question is yes. <laughs> yes. Where would you start? Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah, but you weren't going to run out of fuel, were you? <laughs> that's that's something I forgot to add. The uh, the race driver excuse book. That's like that's uh, having a fuel pressure problem, isn't it? 
Absolutely. So if you're having a fuel pressure problem, you've actually forgot to put enough in. Yes. It's not yeah. just a racing driver one. Spline misalignment. Uh, yes, spline misalignment. We didn't do up the bolts that hold the transaxle in the Mustang. Thanks, Tickford. So having said all of this about the um, S5000 uh, qualifying rule set, do we need to remind everyone what else the bloke who rubber stamped this bullshit was responsible uh, for? Allegedly. Allegedly. The blo- allegedly the bloke responsible for the qualifying format. Do we need to remind everybody? He was responsible for super utes. Oh, I think they're having a crack at super utes again. Uh, pretty predictable, mate. I bet they'll cut us off by calling a team now. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. G'day, Nugget. How's it going? Well, good, mate. I saw your new ute out the front. Oh, yeah, mate. They're nearly as good as the new Super Ute series. What's the Super Ute series? It's like regular utes, but on a track. Is that like with the supercar race and stuff? That's the one, yeah. Mate, have they got any Hiluxes? Yeah. Yeah? What about, um... What about Holden, Colorado? Yeah, they got them. Yeah. What about, what about like, your VT50, though? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, they got them. They're racing them? Yeah. So... Are they going to sound like V8s? Nah. They're going to sound like diesel. Are they going to blow black smoke? Probably if they blow up. Right. And they reckon people will pay money to come and see these? Oh yeah, I reckon, yeah, yeah. They sound boring. (laughs) The super utes. Please care about them. Solar. Yeah, go mate, how's it going? Yeah, good. It's a spanner, mate. Uh, you the solar bloke. You sell the uh, solar panels and batteries and shit. Yeah, mate. Right, I've, um, I've got this great idea. I, uh, I've got an AU Falcon Ute. Me mate got me. I want to turn it into a hybrid. Uh, you reckon you can help me? Absolutely. Let's right. let's get it done. Right, I say no worries. So, what's your name again, mate? Kane. Kane, yes, going, mate. Yeah, good, good, yeah. Ah, Kane, Kane. I know a bloke called Kane. He races a Toyota 86, one of them girls' cars. It's not you, is it? <laughs> it is you! <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. Well, I tell you, between you and Lee Partridge, I know all the good race drivers. Listen, mate, I know you used to drive an AU, so do you reckon you can help me with a hybrid AUU? Absolutely, mate. I did the sums. The AU had a lot of power. Right, I know, worries. So, ladies and gentlemen, for all your solar repair needs, Swift Solar. Fucking get around it. What's your phone number? Stop laughing. What's your phone number? 1-800-what? 1-800-SWIFT-SOLAR-REPAIRS. And welcome back to the Racing Cast, where we don't ask if everyone mentioned listens and if we can get them on. Uh, unlike Michael Caruso. So, Michael, please, if you're listening, you're beginning to sound really needy there, brother. Really uh, needy. 
Speaking of uh, Below the Bonnet, big thanks to the Minion who asked Dave where our shout-out is. Yeah, uh, didn't quite make their Q&A episode, but nice try. So I'm going to put it on record again. David Reynolds, we spoke at Winton Supercars Round. You told me you were going to give us a shout-out. We continue to talk about Below the Bonnet being one of the top 14 motor racing podcasts in Australia. Where's our shout-out? Uh, and so, uh, speaking of uh, Dave Reynolds, he's uh, got uh, plenty of time on the uh, contractual and uh, money side after the uh, 10-year deal was announced. Yes, uh, 10 years. So, I'd just like to reinforce, ladies and gentlemen, that I... The podcast DSO did say that Dave Reynolds will retire at Erebus. Thank you very much, Dave. How many dudes you know roll like this? How many dudes you know flow like this? Not many, if any, not many, if any. How many dudes you know got the skills to go and rock a show like this? Uh-uh, uh-uh, I don't know anybody. He will be 43 or 44 when he's... 44 when his contract expires... With uh, Aunt Betty. Speaking of things that we were spot on about, uh, mm. a buy-a-sell segment on the 2020 Supercars calendar was pretty much 100%. So, uh, you, being the stats nerd that you are, Warbster, mm-hmm. you uh, sent me a message the other week. You've run some uh, numbers through the uh, through your uh, stats machine and uh, predictability uh, calculator. What, what are we currently running at? Uh, about 94%. Yeah, 94%. So 94% of the crap we talk about on this podcast mm. actually comes true. I don't believe it either. 2020 calendar. Gold Coast, Warbster. Uh, yep, Gold Coast stays, Townsville stays, and Winton stays. And sadly, Mr. Baxter Smith, we're saying goodbye to Phillip Island. How uh, That'll be an interesting one for you because Phillip Island Supercar Round's been a... Toyota 86 mainstay for two or three years now? Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's been the round one for 86 series. How do you feel about... I mean, you don't know which calendar is. You could be could be there with some other series or something, but how do you feel about that? I mean, I, I, I love the island. I've driven it a lot. Um, haven't raced it, but I've driven it. Um, it's a magic Phillip place. Phillip Island is just one of those really nicely manicured tracks. You know, it's... It's beautiful. It can be quite cold. What was it Barry, Barry Sheen once said? It's the uh, gateway to hypothermia. hypothermia. Yeah, look, but it, it, it's magic to drive. It, it, it's fast. It flows. Turn one feels great when you finally find that good line through it. Sweet spot. Is Absolutely. And we're all really sorry to see the paperclip go. <laughs> said nobody ever. Hey, hey, hey. I've got to pull you guys up on that. There's been a lot of hate for the paperclip, and been- I have a soft spot for it. Wow. I do. Wow. Can we just pack our shit up and leave now? <laughs> yeah. Talk talk about uh, you know putting a downer on the hospitality um, around uh, the podcast. Let's, let's no, no. Have, let's, a, have a look at the psychotropics. There'll be something. Uh, <laughs> Actually, no. It's, like, it's, it's a good fun track to drive. Yeah, it, I've, it I've, doesn't I've, look brilliant. I have been around it, and yeah. you're right. If you like to, turning ninety or one hundred and eighty degrees, it's just brilliant. No, no. If, if turn can, one's turn one's pretty crazy, and uh, if if you can get turn one and two right, and uh, and you're deep on the brakes at three, uh, there's a good lap time waiting for you. So, let's take it outside the concrete fence. It's a fucking shithole. It's a dust bowl. As young as it is, it was the last 
circuit built in Australia, new last new racing circuit built in Australia yeah, before Taylor Bend. Late 90s? Yeah. 1999 for, was for, the first. For what it is, it is an absolute shithole. It should have far better facilities. Um, and it's got a dam? A ute wheel went into it. Exactly. It did. Yeah. Oh, they're putting shit on utes again, mate. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. I reckon. So, yeah, Phillip Island gone, Ipswich gone. Um, I suppose not really surprises. Townsville stays and... You, well, you, you raced at Townsville this year. Yes, and I love Townsville. It's great, but there was a definite uh, lack of crowd there this year, whether it's to do with the floods. You know, a lot of damage was sustained in the town. People short on cash. Yeah, and, and there was some figures getting thrown around while I was there. Uh, something like 10% of the population had to relocate. The area is, is not doing well. And I think that supercars will struggle to get the crowds. It, but does the crowd really matter when they're not the ones assuming the risk for it? Because the Queensland government's the ones stumping up all the money. If you're talking about crowds as being your only metric for whether an event thrives or goes away, then why would Taylor Bend, whose um, supercars crowd was apparently on um, first name terms with each other? And I, I, one thing I have heard out of that Warbster, we've compared it to Calder Park. Um, I'm hearing after the supercar round, Taylor Bend's even more like Calder Park than you thought because uh, there are a hell of a lot of free tickets going around in mm. the in the fortnight before the event. But the point the point Did is, they build is that the track on secondhand used tyres and contaminated soil. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly not. Allegedly not. <laughs> no, there's there's they didn't build it on secondhand used tyres and things like that because there's nothing out there. Mm. There is, a, they've, they've got a 500k event, they've taken it off of Sandown, I lost my rag over the stuffing around of Sandown last year, they now don't have the 500 at all, for a racetrack that nobody goes to. Crazy. Hey, I'm glad that they're out there spending money building permanent racetracks, because yeah, absolutely. who else yeah. is going to do it? Um, and, and the problem you have is, does Ipswich turn into a wasteland? I mean, it's still going to have its midweek stuff, but mm. what hope... Is there, if you aren't using supercars as your big ticket event, how are you going to get better facilities there? And why more garages, want... more garages, or all, all And why would you What happens to TCR? What happens to the Nationals round? Because they've still got to do the camp certification. Well, you, and that, for that to go down. And that's and that's the that's the great unknown. Hmm. That's the great unknown. Does does the Nationals round does the Nationals round go back to Morgan Park? I, I don't know. So it'll be an interesting well, one. Facilities are even worse at Morgan Park. So don't know Queensland and look, Queensland's got two big ticket street events uh, and no permanent circuit events. Um, I'd hate to be a club racer in Queensland. Yeah, you know from that point of view. So while we're on wholesale predictability of things, the ZB era was changed again. So again. I think that's the fifth parity. Seventh. Seventh parity adjustment for the Seventh, year. Yeah. Right. Um, so adjustment number seven includes more gurney flap on the rear, an extension to the front under tray, and a tail late, tailgate light modification. I'll learn to speak English in a minute. Mm, translation, more downforce all round. I would s- say, I mean, we would say that social media went into meltdown, but the end result was much worse. Yeah, weariness. There's no emotion, just apathy. Um, emotion means that people care and they have a stake in the outcome. Apathy means changing the channel, going to do something else on a race weekend, and ultimately when people vote with their feet, the money follows. Kane, you've touched on crowds being down. We know they were down at Townsville. 
for whatever reason, we're not sure, and you don't throw shade unless you know. Crowd at Tail and Bend was down. Crowd at Winton, where I was earlier in the year, most definitely down. Uh, Perth um, was allegedly. Per- Perth, well, I was there, and we met our uh, our West Australian. I met our West Australian correspondent Garth from Monaroo. Yeah. Um, big shout out! There's your sh- weekly shout out, Garth. Uh, hi, Denosa. Uh, <laughs> there's the other shout out. But yeah, the crowds have been down all year, and is it the product? Is it they're charging too much at the gate? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, I would hope that there are a lot more qualified people at Supercars Marketing Department that can turn it around, but I just see a slide backwards. I think that's part of the problem. I think the Supercars Marketing Department is the whole problem Yep. because they've slowly eaten away at the soul of motor racing well you'll notice to turn it into motortainment well you'll notice what I'm wearing this is a perfect segue I'm wearing my 2013 Sandown 500 t-shirt because being a uh, not being a motorsport stats nerd but being a motorsport historian we are currently broadcast we are currently recording the weekend that supercars are at Pukahoe mm-hmm. on the traditional Sandown 500 weekend and they're not at Sandown and they bloody well should be because look the sun's shining for a change mm. but you're right they play with it too much they play with it they play with it too much they've ripped the soul out of the sport they've not taken any heed to the enthusiasts that like you and I that, that would be their rain hail or shine they've gone after the fair weather crowd they've not really done it so I wouldn't blame just that the costs are going through the roof, both yep. in terms of the cars themselves and the teams, and also um, ticket prices. Ticket prices to get T- in. Ticket prices is probably a big thing, I think, mm-hmm. for the crowd. I mean, yeah. if you're going to take your family to go and watch the racing, are you willing to spend four or five hundred dollars for the weekend? So, well, no, no, that's your starting point. Mm-hmm. So we look at Tail and Bend. They did a sand down. They charged you extra to bring your car in and park. Then you go and buy expensive, overpriced food and drinks. Um, and then, Dad, can you buy me a shirt? Dad, can you buy me a hat? Mm. Um, it, it can be a $1,000 exercise for a couple of days of entertainment. So Joe Average on, you know, a little bit over minimum wage, he, um, he's he got to save up a big part of the year to uh, to be able to afford to, to take his family to the supercars. Mm. And so you can almost, almost spend a few grand more and just enter the 86 series. <laughs> We'll talk and, about and budgets a little bit later. And your demographic is is blue collar for motorsport, yep. predominantly. Um, so you've you got the, to target. And here's the irony that it's always been a gentleman's, gentleman races or wealthy person's sport at the higher end. You have to have money behind you, but you've, you've, you've touched on it perfectly. We're tapping into the blue collar demographic as the people at the bottom end that are, that are handing over their, their ready-mades, you know, handing their cash over every week. Yeah. I don't know. I think the big one with parity, we go back to parity, the big difference is Adrian Burgess and Campbell Little, Supercars technical bosses, didn't run this last parity decision through the Supercars Commission. Now, there's been a lot of comment on social media, a few raised eyebrows, but it isn't a breach of protocol. It is able to happen, but it's not a good look because what are we doing? We're buggering around in September. Three or four weeks out from Bathurst. We're, we're in September. We're a yeah. few weeks out from Bathurst. We've we, had, still, we still haven't got it right. We've had six or seven. Now the, and the irony of this, and I think I said it on my page, there was nothing wrong with the ZB Aero all of last year. Mm. Um, why is there a problem with the ZB Aero? That's right, because the sound engineer was here, he and I had a very spirited discussion about this during the week. 
where he banged on yet again about wind tunnels. But he's right. Mm. If you're going to do aero, um, and do I properly. and I'm, I work with a former supercars racer, both full time in the main game and a long time enduro racer, and he has done a lot of the testing at Sale and said it's so easy to play with the the way the aero works, depending on how you accelerate. Uh, and there's lots and lots of ways to get up to the 200 k's an hour and to and to, to 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 make it work the way you need it to or you want it to. And and that's how the aero has evolved to where it is now. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and you're getting to the point where you're not going to be able to follow well, other cars. We sticky tape bits of string um, to a car and we drive it at 200 k's an hour down the uh, RAAF base at East Sale. That, that's how we. That's how we get aero the same. I'm okay. Employees. I'm gonna I'm gonna posit this to you. Yep. By the logic of the parity is always the same, therefore the numbers are always the same. Mm-hmm. A VZ Commodore should be exactly the same aero-wise, or near enough, as a Mustang. Is anyone buying that? No, absolutely no. not. Hmm. Absolutely not. So, the evolution of that <clears throat> came out a few days later that both Todd Kelly and Neil Crompton have resigned from the Supercars Commission. So it's been stated by all who have said anything that the ZB decision had little to do with it. Kelly went further and spoke on his need to focus on Kelly Racing going forward. Uh, Crompton has thus far been silent. So we know Crompton is heavily involved with uh, the 86 series, the company that runs the 86 series. The Kellys, there's lots and lots of things happening down Moorabbin Way. Brayside, yo. Brayside, yo. Thanks, uh, A3K. Uh, Whatever their reasons, two commission members resigning isn't good, especially if someone's trying to sell the supercars business. It's devolving into a bit of a shit show, and someone's going to have to take a fall for it all. You may have said the name, Wilbster may have said the name of the bloke who needs to take the fall for it. What in hell is going on in Supercars HQ? It's, it's, It's like they're rudderless, and maybe based on the decisions and what's happening with the bloke in charge, maybe they are. I've said for a long time that they're a sporting organisation being controlled by marketing hacks. Yeah. At least James Warburton, and I'm going to drop character, myself, my gloriousness, mm. James Warburton, um, at least he had a vision. At least he knew what he wanted. And at least he had the strength of personality to work out, okay, this is what we need to do and we need to get to this point. Yep. I don't see Sean Seymour as being forward enough as or being ca- confident enough to actually you- come forward and go, no, this is wrong, this is BS, yep. and as you tell t- them no. And as you touched on earlier, Warburton had media savvy. He'd run TV stations. He had that other background that I don't believe Sean Seymour has. Um, so, look, it's very much watch this space. Let's oh, finish off the um, supercars news aspect with the fact that the Z33 shape Altima, which is the one they're currently running, We'll be out of the main series next year. Uh, what happens to the Kelly team going forward? Um, with Todd going and saying, I need to focus on Kelly Racing, clearly there's some stuff going on in the background. The statement our brace side has already ruled out the ZB option. There are only really two ways forward in supercars. Sounds like it's buy or sell time. <laughs> Alrighty, so guys, option number one is that Nissan OK is an updated panel package and Kelly develops a new shell for their existing chassis. Do you buy that or do you sell that, Kane? 
I'm not buying that. You're not buying that? No. Uh, Warpster? So, completely. Okay. And let me explain why. The VK50 engine, mm-hmm. it's not up to scratch. I don't care what anybody says. Yep. They're going to go down. They're going to do all of this technical work again. They're going to try and get the aero package close. Is it going to happen? No, it's not. Well, they're, they're not going to be competitive. And they have no a, one's commercially interested. There's no this money. This not commercially interested. Yep, there's no, there's s- no money. There's no cash here. Here, there's no cash. All right? Cash, no. Toto? No cash. So option two, and I'll go with the Warbs to... No, I'll go with you first, Kane. Option two is that Kelly Racing goes to the Mustang. Well, it's a very smart move, in in my opinion. I mean, if you look at uh, the Mustangs at the moment, they're competitive. And if you're to win races, which all racers do, yep. they'd be looking to the Mustang. Absolutely. 100%. And there's only six on the grid at the moment, so a couple more would be would be nice to see. Set the balance. Warbster, I believe you got a text message from one of our sources earlier. Uh, source says that um, Kelly will do or has already done a deal to run Mustangs next year. Uh, customer Tickford Racing customer Cars. Customer Tickford Racing Cars. Yep. Um, everything would need to be bought in, so they'd have to do engines, the whole lot. Yep. Um, Tickford can do all of that in-house. They've got the capacity to be able to do it. So. All they've got to do is reskin the existing chassis. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Or even that'll get a, get a Tickford standard chassis so everyone's running the same stuff because the KR stuff's going to be very different. But it makes it makes a lot of sense. The only thing that I'm wary of is the 2021 regulations and what happens there. And that what nobody knows about. Well, what nobody knows about, no, there's no point buying a whole heap of stuff and spending a heap of money if you then got to put it in the bin at the end of um, next year. Right. Ford, Ford America or Ford International have invested too much in the series. I can't see that. Um, mm. I can't see that the Mustang's going to get binned. Who knows? Stranger things have happened. So quite possibly seen the end of the parity adjustments. Do you think? No. Before the end of the year. Just do you reckon they'll go general. again? Yep. Wow. Hey, why not? We've already done it seven times. What's what's wrong with eight? So it is very... Where, where do you stop? Oh, well, how, how far do you go? So one thing that I shared a cab from the airport in Perth with a bloke who knows, who most quite clear, and I'm not sure if I've said this on the podcast or not, he was absolutely adamant that Ford USA have, have essentially said, you do not touch our cars again. You got one crack at us. And what's interesting, since the first change to the Mustang Aero, all the changes have been to the others. So they're equalising the field, by bring, trying to equalise the field by bringing the others to the Mustang rather than hobbling the Mustang. Very, very interesting way to go about it, isn't it? It seems like the whole process has been mired in politics. Completely. Now, trying to get... I, I, don't, want, I, don't, I don't want to go to the Group C example again, but do some reading, guys. Do, do some reading. And what happened at the end of Group C? Because it's exactly what's happening. Then it's all just a little bit of history repeating. Trying to get parity right is is always going to be difficult between well they've got the coupe and the, the four door. It's yeah, it's um pretty hard to make them the same. I, I think in in terms of error, it's got to be a wind tunnel. That's the only way you're going to get consistent, accurate. Uh, results and able to make the changes you need to. Well, so saying putting strips of ribbons on them on running up and down an airstrip is not the best way to do it? Apparently not. No, okay. Fair enough. Right. Uh, not that I'm technical. Mm. You know, I'm not technically minded or... Not, you know, not, I'm not just, I'm technical. Just, I'm just a social media dickhead, dickhead standards officer. Just on, on the commission there, Todd Kelly and Neil Crompton resigned from the Supercars Commission. Now, are they making all the decisions... 
the Commission when it comes to these parity adjustments? Well, some yes, some no. So the, the last round of parity adjustments would, were, were overseen and driven by uh, the technical group at Supercars, which they're able to do. But isn't it interesting that uh, in terms of social media, everybody's going to say, well, the only reason they're changing the Commodores is because Roland wants them changed. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, probably I, 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 I don't know. I, know. I, I'd, I'd be saying that... Um, that Erebus and Gary Rogers and uh, and the soccer team um, aren't just going to sit there and say, well, if Roland wants changes, well, yeah, can we have them too? Uh, all the Holden teams want to be faster. Well, I yeah. suspect with WIU, with what Ryan Walkinshaw said, Ryan Walkinshaw said, let's just take the pain. For the, the yeah, take the pain the for the year. Properly, which is actually the most sensible um comment I've actually heard on the subject. I think it's, it's the most sensible, of it. most sensible thing I've heard Ryan Walkinshaw say. With what he said, he's looking at it from a... Because he's got a background in sort of marketing and public image as well, mm. being that he's done DJing and he's run businesses mm. of yep. the Walkinshaw family over in Britain. So yep. he's probably got a better fix on this is what is going to drive people to you and this is what are going to drive people from you. And I do wonder sometimes if a lot of us, for example, and a lot of the people in charge are so in the weeds that they can't see the trees. Yeah, you could be right. So they almost need that uh, dictatorship type scenario which they have had in the past uh, where things... Are you are, talking about the Warps' glorious empire? Uh, Possibly. Going back even further, maybe. Hmm. to um, the, the Black Wiggle, Tony Cochran. That's the one. <laughs> Fuck him. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> While the series is devolving into a farce, there is one shining light that remains, the big one, the super cheap Bathurst 1000. So this is our third annual Bathurst preview, but having moved Podcast Central to a real race team workshop for this episode, we're going to talk to the bloke who paid a hell of a lot of entry fee for virtually no racing laps last year. (laughs) Kane, let's have a chat about your Bathurst preview. All right, Bathurst. You're going to fix the battery. (laughs) Yes, yeah, first on the list. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then some new and, brake rotors. And some new brake rotors that are sitting out there. And, and some sticky tyres so yeah. I don't put it in the fence again. Yeah, absolutely. Some uh, some special matched tyres. Yeah, a matched set. <laughs> a match, that's it, a matched set. Yeah. And uh, and uh, did you crew chief... A, a, a map on the steering wheel that has like the grate and um, the dipper yeah, turn circle. Left here. Do not spin here. Yeah, don't yes. crash here. Yep. Uh, and and the run between two and three where, uh, where it all turned to pear shape last year. Yeah, yeah, sure did. Uh, well, actually, it was turn four. So there was an incident there with young Mr. Grice and Iofola, um, and which the result was a red flag. Uh, we hadn't actually completed a lap at that stage. Benny Grice ended up going to hospital, unfortunately. Yeah. So he, he recovered from that. But it was very unfortunate, and we spent a lot of time and effort and money to get to these events and... Uh, and we missed out on that race. And then the, a similar thing happened in race three where we had a dangerous re-entry from a, uh, a driver that should know better. And... Uh, oh, this is the chase? Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, we ended up with a red flag again. Yep. And uh, there's chal- not, not a lot of green laps run. The challenge with Bathurst too, though, is... And you've been there a couple of times and I've been there as an official and crude. The program is tight. Um, and, you know, if you're running a, a six or a seven lap race... You don't get a, this, you know, you, you, 
you're, yeah, that's right. You're, you're processional it's behind. It's always the, time certain. Yep, but you're processional behind the safety car, and yep. the problem is, is that if uh, if if shit's turned nasty, the cleanup is huge. So you yep. end up your racing laps get dissolved into cleanup time. Yeah. Um, and I mean, so if you you guys are there, Toyota eighty sixes, Super Two, Super Utes, Porsche Carrera Cup, Touring Car Masters. So there's uh, there's five support categories this year, and sadly everything revolves around the track being ready for supercars to start their next session on time. So that's right. It's not, you're, you're not the only ones that, that get the rough end of the pineapple, but yeah, it's and, tough. And, how, and how much is what's entry fee for Bathurst? Entry fee is the same as it is for every event, which yep. is fifteen hundred dollars, yep. including GST, which is uh, uh, quite good for any. Uh, national racing series. Abs- yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Given you you got your TV, you know, there's some TV package that sits around that yeah. and all the other things that Toyota do uh, around uh, around the series. You want to you want to present yourself as a good value proposition to Luff Motors in Yas and other potential sponsors. Mm. So uh, if you need to contact Baxter Smith Racing, hit us up on our on our Facebook pages or go to Baxter Smith Racing Facebook page. So you right. can be on the same car as Luff Motors in Yas. <laughs> that is Luff Motors, L-U-F-F, Motors in Yas. It's a family-run business, and you can get a brand-new Hilux. A brand-new... <laughs> for Spanner. Oh, that's great, mate. That's I'll great. I'll tell you what, I'm fucking just about ready for a new one myself. <laughs> uh, have you seen... The sh- is the schedule for Bathurst out yet? So, three yep. races for you guys? That's right, yep. So, we have... We're lucky enough to have two races on the Saturday uh, in the morning and one race on Sunday morning, which I really enjoy being out on the track on Sunday morning. It's great. And then, what's your, typically, what's your plan? Do you hang around watch the race or do you get out of Dodge? I... Uh, I'm a bit of a supercars tragic in the respect that I don't want to miss out on anything and I can see far more if I'm watching it on TV than if I'm at the track. Yep. So uh, we pack up after our race and uh, head back to the accommodation. So this year... So you can listen to us. So this yeah. year you'll be able to listen to the to the Racing Insiders alternative Bathurst uh, commentary. Keep an eye on our pages. There the will the be Festival some, of the Racing Boot. The Festival of the Racing Boot. That's right. Thanks, Roy and HG. We are going to live stream an alternative commentary. It may well be the last time you hear the Warbster and I on air because uh, if I have too many cans and say the wrong thing, uh, it could all turn to shit from there. But yeah. keep your ears peeled for that one. There won't, there won't be drugs involved, so we will not be operating on a high level. Right. In terms of. In terms of. So what you can do is you can watch the Channel 10 telecast. Or Foxtel's telecast. Or Foxtel, but we're going to commentate it off the Channel 10 telecast because we need to play ads to go and have toilet breaks. Or even, or even better, you can watch Channel 7 and listen to us. Thanks, uh, Channel 7 Wobs. That, that won't make much sense. It doesn't matter. Okay. I make money. Channel 7. Channel 7, Channel 7, Channel 7. Alrighty, so a bit of a change from previous years. We're going to go in team order rather than individual car order for our season of endurance. Preview. Preview. Walkinshaw, Andretti... United. The soccer team. The soccer team. Holden Commodore. Car 2, Scott Pye, Warren Luff. Car 22, James Courtney, Jack Perkins. And a wild card, Napa Auto Parts, Alexander Rossi and James Hinchcliffe. Form this year, Kane. How do you think Team Soccer have gone this year? I I think Scott Pye has been punching uh, above his his weight in the package that he's in. And, you know, we've seen in the past that Warren Luff is is a great driver and he's uh, an asset when it comes to uh, the season of endurance. Yep, Warbster. 
Uh, from this year, we one word terrible. Yeah. So best combo of the three goes with that saying, doesn't it? I think it's you've already said it, Kane. It's, it's got to be Scott Pine, Warren Luff. Courtney. Would, would it be bad to claim or to predict a DNF for the twenty-seven car? No, that no. Would, that would be an extremely good likely result for the for the twenty-seven car. No, it's I, not I, unfair at all. I um I think in a previous lifetime with clearer heads, James Courtney and Jack Perkins could do very well. I think James has left his attitude towards the soccer team uh, yeah. somewhere back at the hotel room or the apartment in uh, the Gold Coast. I think he's it's gone south. Is there um, a future for James Courtney? No, James case? James Courtney is now as washed up as all the other ex champions who went really poorly after their last after their one and only championship win. Hug off. Oh. Fun fact, only two drivers on the grid that started a super touring one thousand, Warren Luff is one of them. That's an intro you've gone well out of your way nerding up this week, Warpster. Team Futility, Kelly Racing. How can you dare write this, Mr. Sitting There in Your Nismo shirt? Well, it's been JDM guy. The Nissan Altima, Kelly Racing, they've uh, had a bit of a futility uh, alert this year. They've mm. just been pushing and pushing and pushing and going absolutely nowhere. Yep. Four cars entered. Uh, number three, the rival club car for Gary Jacobson and Dean Fiore. Uh, number seven, the Plus Fitness car for Andre 3000 Heimgartner and Bryce Forward. Uh, number 15, the Castrol car for Rick Kelly and Glenn Wood. Hi, Mrs. Wood. Mm-hmm. And the number 17... Glenn Wood, not Dale Wood? Oh, it's Dale Wood, yeah. You've got your woods mixed up. Oh. You've definitely got the wood on you. Okay. And the 78, Harvey Norman, Simona Di Silvestro and Alex Rulo form. We talked about this a bit before off air, guys. Patchy? Um, yeah, flashes absolutely. Of, flashes of brilliance. Warbster. Andre Heimgartner is is definitely punching. Oh, absolutely, yeah. miles above his but he's he's above the car. And I think, um, what did you say? Top top three or four drivers in the series. Yep, yeah, I reckon he is. Yep, purely yep. because you got to look at the equipment he's got. He's I mean, Rick's getting all the good stuff because he owns the team. Mm-hmm. So he's getting the second string stuff. Yep. and he's the only one that stuck it on the podium. He's been consistently the fastest of the Altimers and not by a small margin. And he's he's paired up with Bryce Forward who's been doing a great job in Super 2. In the fastest Nissans in Australia. Yeah. (laughs) In 2018 spec. (laughs) There's there's your best combo. That's definitely your best combo. Um, Uh, With with respect, I mean, Rick Kelly and Dale Wood isn't terrible. No. But... It's not it's not a top five finish. No. Andre and Bryce Fullwood are well and truly capable of doing some pretty giant killing stuff. Yeah, I reckon they could with some luck they could sneak into the top five. Mm. Dale Wood's a crash magnet. Hi, Mr. Wood. <laughs> Fun fact, no one Warbster has any idea what Rebel Club is. Not even Pierre. No. To be honest, mate, I've got no fucking idea. And I came up with that. Thanks, Pierre. Uh, so, Tickford Racing, a.k.a. Team Glen Seaton, Double O Motorsport, Ford Tickford Performance Pro Drive Racing Australia, Ford Mustangs. Mm. Number five, the Bottle Oak Car of Holdsworth and Randall. Number six, Monster Energy, Cam Waters, Michael Caruso. And 55, Chaz Most and James Moffat. Uh, form, we know their form. They, uh, they've been pretty much top ten. All year, mm-hmm. running really well. Some some pole positions, a race win for Cam. Uh, sorry for Chaz, Chaz. I should say. Um, best combo, Warbster. Cam Waters and Caruso. 
and I know that's a big call because Chas Mostert and James Moffat aren't chicken feed but Cam Waters has really impressed me this year and Caruso's got a lot of um, neediness in his podcast <laughs> I was going to say Caruso's got a lot of seat time this year because he did the two rounds with uh, GRM yep um, Kane yeah best uh, combo yeah Cam Waters is a uh, bit of a dark horse I reckon he's he's been doing a good job fairly consistently and quietly but uh, Thomas Randall with Holdsworth do we point out there might be a, a seat swap on the cards there very very, very much likely a, very much a chance for a 2020 seat swap with those two mm-hmm. so it's interesting they're paired up for the Enduros yeah um, that's obviously Rusty's car because uh, Rusty's Thomas's uh Big benefactor at the moment. I think the number six Monster Energy car is definitely the combo, and I reckon they're a chance for a podium. I'm going to say, though, if Chaz and Jimmy Moff put one together, as they did at um, Surfers last year, yep. look out. If, so, they're, if they're on their day, absolutely. nothing will stop them. James Moffat's the only driver in this team not to start a 2019 Supercars race before Bathurst. Yes. He has not been having a good time in his uh, TCR car either. No, at not moment. at all. But that Bunnings that he did was pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to get him on. I didn't realise you and he sounded so alike. Brad Jones Racing, Team Crash, Holden <laughs> Commodore. Number eight, the hardest working signage blokes in the paddock. Nick Perkett and Tim Blanchard. 14, Freightliner, Tim Slade, Ash Walsh. And the 21, Cool Drive of Macaulay Jones and Dean Canto. Now... I can't work out why Tim Blanchard's not driving the cool driver car that he pays for. Well, grandpa and dad pay if for. I was going to have my absolute best combo for this team, I would mm-hmm. put perk out with Canto. Yes. Because Canto's driven for top teams for the majority of the last... Jeez, 10 years. Canto's a seasoned campaigner for endurance, and he's got a very sensible approach. Mm. Blanchard has actually started a race this year because he started in Perth in the fourth car. He has had a wild card, but Blanchard... He's never, he's never impressed me. Like he's never really done anything. I think, think, wow, that's good. And yeah. I've, I've actually had a couple of conversations with Tim this year. He's, uh, he's done pretty well in historic Formula Ford. So look, he can drive, but I don't think he is up to. And I think he made that decision himself by stepping away last year. I don't mm. think Tim is up to it in terms of that, that operating on a higher level as a super, as a, as a supercar driver. So, the, um, what's the best combo in the team as it's, consti- as it's constituted? Well. It's tough. I, it's, it's, I'd go it's, with Slade and Walsh. I was, to see, I was going to you know? say, um, Ash Walsh has recovered from crashing the Brabham. So, yeah, Slade and Walsh. Allegedly. Allegedly. Sorry, the Joss, the Joss supercar. Yeah. Um, I'm going to actually dissent from you two on this one. Go on. Macca, Jones and Canto. Ooh. You reckon? Yeah. Wow, okay. I reckon Mac is going to do a... Um, do a dad. Yeah. Likely result. With BJR... If it's if if the rain comes, if it's uncertain weather, if it comes down to pit stops, they'll be right there. And I reckon they're a top five chance. They're a top ten chance, but they're a top five chance if it's a, if it's a crazy race and it's wet. And BJR hold the top two positions in the pit stop challenge table, as hinted by you just then. If the race comes down to pit stops. So we need to go safety car boards and flags. Safety car boards and flags. Safety car boards and flags. All right, so here we are out in uh, the Baxter Smith Racing Race Shop. Uh, oh, 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 Kane, Kane, can I please sit in the race car? Yeah, Wardster, go ahead, mate. Uh, just don't touch anything. Okay, okay. So, mate, um, new AP Rotors 
going on for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, Betting and, them in for Bathurst. Yeah, no worries. Oi, Warmster, didn't I say not to touch anything? Sorry. Hey, Warmster, don't rev it, mate. So what sort of brake pads do you run? Yeah, they're uh, Ferrodo. Yep. Uh, AC, AC, and Calipers. Yep. Hey, Warpster, don't rev it, mate. Um, so, yeah, uh, one set of tyres for the weekend. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah so new green, new green from, from Bolivar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Warpster, don't rev it. Sorry. Listen, dude, he's a JDM tragic. I reckon we go back in the office before he soils your Recaro. Breaks down, driving down the hume. Who you gonna call? Luff Motors. If the motor sounds weird and it don't look good, who should you call? Luff Motors. When you need a new car, When you need a new car, if you're in the market for a new car, who should you call? Luff Motors! Brand new Hilux parked in your garage. Who are you gonna call? Luff Motors! When you need a new car When you need a new car For your next Toyota, head to Luff Motors 280 Comore Street, Yass or visit luffmotors.com.au Welcome back to the Racing Cast where was that ad even funny or ironic? Warbster, what the fuck is going on here? That was an actual ad. This podcast is absolutely falling apart. Anyway, back to our preview and our boys' favourite team. Erebus Motorsports. Yeah, my boy and your boy. Team Stonebrook. Sorry, oh. Team Aunt Betty. Yeah, Team Aunt Betty. Holden Commodore. Number nine, Penrite, David Reynolds and Luke Yulden. 99, Penrite, Anton De Pasquale and I'm fucking Will Brown. Form this year. Well, for a long time, they were the best of the Holdens. Dave was third in the championship, slipped back to sixth. Flashes of speed from Anton, a podium, uh, some really good qualifying so, results. So did you say Anton flashing? Only to you, Lobster. Okay. He's your boy. Best combo, Kane. Oh, look, it's it's hard to go past um, Reynolds and Yulden after the 
the performances they've they've had at Bathurst in the past. Uh, I'd expect that uh, Reynolds will be really trying to make amends for uh, for what's happened previously, yep. and uh, and he, he'll be putting his sensible cap on if he has one. <laughs> well, as sensible as it gets. Perhaps he could leave Tahan at home because um, I mean, if you know, if, she's if, distracting. If you had her next to you in the bed, you wouldn't get much sleep, would you? There goes our shout out. <laughs> I'll uh, take, hence I'll, all the lack of hydration. Yeah, that exactly. He's uh, he was lacking fluids. Warbster likely result. I mean, uh, well, hang actually, on. no. Hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna descend from best combo. Well, so was I. Mm. Um, I think Anton has come ahead in leaps and bounds, and I'm fucking Will Brown is driving the ass off just about everything at the moment. He has come ahead in leaps and bounds too. I think the 99 car is a genuine chance for a top six or top seven finish. Mm-hmm. If Dave rolls out of the trailer and things a rocket, forget it. You won't see him again. Yep. But yep. at the moment, the form's not been fantastic. Mm-hmm. He has struggled during the last two or three rounds. Mm-hmm. If he if he doesn't get off the trailer quick, the confidence isn't going to be there. Yep. And the confidence is the big thing. Yep. Likely result, um, either of them could win it. Yeah, absolutely. Who 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 do you think is going to be the standout for the team? Oh, I think I think Anton's potentially going to be the standout for the team. I just just this gut feeling that he uh, he may well pull out a. Um, I, I think they'll both qualify. They should both qualify in the top ten. Oh, easily. They they should. They're almost a lock for the shootout. Hmm. Um, I think Dave can crack a pole. I don't think Anton's quite got it yet for a, for a top 10 shootout well, but I, I don't think either of them will crack it for a pole because I think Scotty Mack's got a mortgage on it Ooh, there's, but there's a, there's, a, there's a big call but I'll say this much think about how close Anton was to Dave last year Dave's at the was at the peak of his powers as a driver Anton's only just starting to get to the point where he's starting to get even close to his peak, yep. he's still developing. Mm. Anton, that's oozes, a scary thought. Oozes confidence. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, and he's like you say, just at the start. Likely result. Well, as we said, I, look, top. Th- I can see top three for both cars. Potentially mm. top three for both cars. Fun fact, Warbster. Uh, the number nine car has led the most laps of all cars over the last two one thousands combined. You really are a stats nerd. <laughs> I love you for it, but you're a bloody stats nerd. DJR Team Penske. Team Push Push. In the Food Mustang. Uh, number 12, Shell V Power, Coulthard, and Antonio de Alberto. Uh, that um, little short ass. The one, uh, the one that you can get into the passenger seat with at Sandown. Yes. <laughs> Well, how well written was that? And of course, number seventeen, Scotty McLaughlin, and the other Frenchie, Alexandre Prima. Form goes without saying. Uh, one three Fabs is having a watershed year, probably Fabs' best year in nearly ever. Mm-hmm. Likely result, Kane. Well, uh, look, I think uh, Scotty Max obviously going to take pole, and I say obviously because he's taken so many poles this year. Um, you, you'd expect nothing less, and the pairing there with uh, Prema is has been strong in the past. Yep. I think they will be the the car to beat. If they can't, if they can't do it, it's because it's going to be because of a, for, a forced error, not because of lack of pace or the, a twenty cent part. Again, meaning that you don't get your ticket to the last Scotty, thirty Scotty, laps. Scotty Mack and Alex Prema 
I don't think Premo is the strongest co-driver out there. No. But Scotty Mack over one lap is just phenomenal. And I he, think in, in the past, McLaughlin has had some bad luck at the mountain. Okay. And a lot of bad luck. A couple of DNFs along the way. Oh, yeah. they're gone. They're all gone. Thanks. <laughs> Likely result, I think, to, again, top three for either of those two. Scotty so you've got Scotty you've got, Mack doesn't win the race. Something's wrong. I, yeah, I, I'm not going to back him to win. Like, I feel like he will definitely be there. And they'll, they'll I don't know, something, in. there's just always something seems to happen to him at Bathurst. I don't know. Mm, yeah, I like it. But everyone will be chasing them all weekend. Yeah. Uh, through the six or so practices that, that they run. Well, we get Luke Cramp. No, that was Dave. Oh, that was Dave. Yeah. So. <laughs> A fun, and our fun fact for these guys, a DJR Mustang hasn't started a Bathurst 1000 since 1986, and what a pig of a thing it was back then. Now it's a galloping horse. Is it ever. Team Forklift, Charlie Schwerkolt Racing, Irwin Tools, Mark Winterbottom, Steve Richards, form this year. Oh, look, let me run that. Nowhere near as good as it should have been. Uh, I don't know what Winterbottom was thinking moving, but who knows what was playing out in the background. Well, uh, considering the struggle that Triple Eight had had, it stands to reason the Triple Eight's number one customer would have the same problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, they have shown form, but not <coughs> consistency. Likely result? Well, Steve Richards is driving it, so if it's if it gets to the end, it'll be somewhere up the pointy end. I was going to say if it gets to the B pillar, no. <laughs> I can't see them top ten. There's too many other no. quick cars out there. There's, mm-hmm. they, 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 they'd have to have six cars not finished for them to make the top ten. Fun fact, Steve Richards starts his 27th Bathurst this year. Um, his father started 35. Wow. Alrighty. That's impressive. That is very impressive. Techno Autosports, Team Doof Doof, number 19, Jack LeBrock and John O. Webb at this point in time. Form this year, well, it's been a... Fairly noticeable struggle for the, LeBrock. Um, the, the, the important part is they showed up. They have, yeah. They, um, do you know what? Let's give them a participation ribbon. Mm. Mm. Much. Likely result? Yes. Let's give yes. them a participation <laughs> ribbon. <laughs> Fun fact, Techno won this race a few years ago. And hard that is seriously hard to believe now. Mm-hmm. Team 23 Red, 23 Milwaukee Tools, Will Davo... And Will Davo's brother, Alex. No, 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 no. That's Will Davo's Mrs.'s husband. Sorry, okay, can I start that again? 23 Milwaukee Tools, Will Davo's Mrs.'s husband, and Will Davo's Mrs.'s brother-in-law. That's it. Beautiful. Thank you. Form this year, fucking cracking. Pretty good. Yep. Awesome. Pretty yep. done. Awesome. Yep. For, a, for a satellite team, mm-hmm. Absolutely slaying it. I'm and gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with another hot take here. Here we go. Will Davo's the best of the Tickford drivers. I bet the Tickford guys have been looking over their shoulder at their data. Going, and going. Just, why isn't yep. he in with us? Copy and paste. Why isn't he Copy in? Yep. Why isn't he in with us? Likely result: podium. They could win very easily. Yep. Will and Davidson you know what? I, is and, strong. And, and, and I know. Euros. And I know Will Davidson's Mrs.'s father-in-law. Mm-hmm reasonably well yep. uh, a lot of people say interesting things about him he's a cracking bloke um, unlike his brother who's used to promote Sandown um, who's a cracking bloke but a very different cracking bloke their old man would be absolutely over the moon and they would do their grandfather proud yep. if they won Bathurst together Agreed. and you can't think of anything interesting about 23 Red um, yeah. 
yeah, really overpriced tools, but mm-hmm. they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when your site gets robbed, that's what they go for. Right. <laughs> yeah, like the one I was at this morning that got rolled last night. Mm. Lovely. Yes. Enough of that. Pabst. Team Funky Gaza Boost. No. Peter Peter Addison Boost Supercar Team. Alrighty. Gary Rogers Motorsport, as most people would refer to it. Uh, Richie Stanaway and Chris Pither in the 33. James Golding and Richard Musket in the 34. Their form has been nothing short of underwhelming. Did you see Pither earlier in the year? Was it Winton? Did, did he run Yes. Yep. He, he did an outstanding job for someone that's been out of the main series for a while now mm. and does not have a full-time drive in uh, in Super 2 anymore. Well, at that point, at that point when Pither got in the car, finished 14th in the first race that he sat in the thing, he actually outdid... It was the highest Richie's, place finish. Yeah, it was Richie's, better than Richie's best finish. Better than year. Richie or Golding's best finish all year. Which is crazy. Yep. It, it is. Crazy. And it's a little bit disappointing that uh, that Pitha can't have a, a, a full-time seat somewhere there. So you look at him, and Car- I rate Caruso as a driver too. He Imagine Caruso in something other than the Dunganissan for those last number of years. Mm. Um, if you And this is where it'd be interesting to see Caruso with Tickford. He will do really well in a good car. I wish Pitha had a better car because I don't know how they can go from being... Well, I wish Pitha had a car. Well, it's the same, but hang on. In terms of, for Bathurst, you've got Krusty Holloway, you've got essentially the same framework of team that engineered a Volvo that Scotty Mack almost won a championship in to this rabble. And I know they're Boost, not Rebel Club, but they're still a f***ing rabble. I can't see them finishing in the top 15. No, no. If they finish... I, and, and I reckon Pitha will be leading the way in that team as well. I think Stanaway will be uh, probably working pretty hard to keep up. So I got told a little whisper the other week that Golding is bringing seven figures a year to that team from a sponsor, from personal sponsor. Wow. Yep. Who's he rooting to get that amount of money? Uh, is it Luxton or Loxton Homes on the cars? Oh, okay. Apparently that's his personal sponsor. That's when the, he's bringing seven figures. He, he is a bit of a crash magnet, young James Golding. Mm. Obviously, he's had flashes of speed and he's, he's a fast driver. Yep. Uh, but seems to get caught up in a bit of drama. I don't think... He, I think it's consistency there too as well. Well, yeah. I think it's part of it is the fact that he's in midfield more often than not. When you're back in the pack, you're going to get, get whacked. whacked. Yeah. Yep. Which, none of that bodes well for uh, for Bathurst. No, not at all. Well, 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 hold up. Yeah? He pulled it together last year. Yeah. We pulled it together big time. Was uh, it sixth? Or I, yeah, or? but I, I don't know why they've they've gone backwards in that machinery. I don't know why Twin James Springs. Golding's Twin, uh, Spr- Twin, Twin Springs. Springs. Yeah. We've been talking know. about Twin Springs and Triple Eight all year. Mm-hmm. You, the, I can't believe the light bulb hasn't gone yeah. on above my head yeah, earlier in the year. Two and two for together. the for these guys, yeah, it's such a good yeah. engineering department, and, and always had reasonably, you know, reasonably rapid cars. Bloody Twin Springs. Fun fact, wildcard import James Hinchcliffe, who's driving for the soccer team, started his first race in supercars for Gary Rogers Motorsport in 2012. You are fucking out of control nerding this this episode, Warpster. You're just off tap. My job's really boring. I want to know, if you're Ford and you're building the Mustang and you know that the Twin Spring is is being uh, removed from the regs for the season... Do you build your aero package to suit a linear spring? Yes. Um, most definitely. And they would have. It seems to have, yeah, been well, the case. Who was running linear springs late last year? That's what I want to know. Cool time. Really? Maybe. 
Rono, so Matt Stone Racing, number 35, Holden Commodore, Todd Hazelwood, and surprisingly, Jack Smith. Now, Jack Smith, Warbster, he's run a wild card for BJR. Yes. Clearly, um, Matt Stone needed his money more than Brad Jones, or Mm. with, with Todd Hazelwood linked to numerous teams for next year, including Tickford, Maybe uh, Jack Smith might buy his way into the Matt Stone racing if Todd Hazelwood moves. Not sure what's going on there, but I know that uh, Jack Smith's definitely there for uh, the endurance season. Mm. Not actually a bad little outfit. Another one that could probably punch above their weight at Bathurst. Yep. Uh, Matt Stone, member of the Stone family, so I don't need to um, go into... You know, we'll have help from his um, father and his uncle. In terms of what they do... Long term, their form's been their form's been pretty good. It's been pretty. It's been it's decent. Been thereabouts um, for sort of fourth string. Philip Island was a standout for them, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Likely result. Mm. What do you reckon? Top ten uh, at a pinch. I, I'm thinking outside the ten. Basically, I, I think it'll come down to they won't have enough data to um, to really lean on uh, race distance. And it'll be interesting to see, because Jack Smith will be running Super 2 for Brad Jones. Hmm. So he's going to hop out of one uh, one Commodore for one team in Super 2 and go over to another Commodore for another team in the main game. That will be really interesting to see how he... Because there's obviously differences category to class to class. Yeah. But how... The, the uprights will be different. Well, they'll be up, yeah, they'll be, and how will they behave? Uh, that'll be a really interesting one to watch through early in the week. Might be helpful to him as a driver, you know, because it, uh, it could be really good for him if, if, if he can have time. that crossover and uh, yeah. and understand the, the issues with either car yeah. and uh, you know, go down the path of um, yeah. using ideas from the other team to yep. fix your uh, that, that, sounds, that sounds like racing driver insight. You're gonna have to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> this is that sounds that sounds like considered opinion. What yeah. on earth are you doing on this show? <laughs> I was gonna say that's uh, that's completely against the rules of the podcast. What are we even thinking? Yeah, and I, I'm with you, Kane. I, I reckon top 15 if they're lucky. Righto, Red Bull Racing Australia, Briggs Motorsport, <laughs> Team Roland, 88, Red Bull, Jamie Winkup, Craig Lowndes, 97, Shane Van Gisberg and Garth Tander. Their form this year has been... Terrible. All, all, at, all at sea, I think is how I've described it at different times. Well, it depends. Are you talking about the first change, the second change, the third change, the fourth change, or the fifth change? Well, quite possibly they're struggling with their changes and linear springs. The the linear spring has obviously been a, a big hit to this team. Oh, they're, 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 more than, they're more than anyone else on the grid. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to do this backwards. Likely result. Warbster? Podium. For who? Wink up and lands. Kane? Oh, look, it's really hard to go past Win Cup and Lowndes. Um, they are the dream team. I'm only... And part of it is because Van Gisbergen has never got along with Bathurst. He's always been he's always below his below his average there. Yeah, he's had a bit of bad luck there in the past and uh, and just fallen short a couple of times. You could almost you could almost see Garth Tander actually qualify the <laughs> car. Well, yeah, that's that's a possibility. Um, Garth, I think Garth's, Garth's a, amazing there, but I, I think there's a podium for, for Win Cup and Lounge. I um, all right. I, I'm going to say that I can't split best combo. I actually ooh. I rate them both equally for different reasons, mm-hmm. and I think I think Van Gisbergen will be a very different driver with Garth Tander in the car and in his team. 
I and, think and a both, lot. I think a lot of what Garth will bring will help Shane. There's my gut feeling on that. And and both drivers are a similar size, mm-hmm. which means uh, you know seat fitting and that sort of thing is going to yep. be a bit more smooth. Yep, they're both mm-hmm. around sort of six 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 one. They're fairly yep. tall, a pair of them. Um, and I think there'll Gar- be a bit of needle there too. You can guarantee Garth's going to want to um, be the alpha male if he can oh, possibly do it. Yeah, absolutely. He'll want to be like, oh, you kick me out of this series. I'm yeah, yeah. F- show you. Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, I genuinely think eighty eight and ninety seven, as well as there's, I think there's three teams this year that are a chance for two cars on the podium. It's definitely Red Bull. It's definitely Erebus, and it's an absolute lock that it's uh, DJR Team Penske. Mm-hmm. I think for these guys, a win is a possibility for either of them, and I'd be disappointed to see that they wouldn't be on the podium. And if they don't win, there'll be another parity adjustment. Of course there will. So, you, fun fact. Go on. Uh, this is not the most successful two-car driver lineup in Bathurst history. That stat still belongs to the 1997 HRT quartet. Of which... Garth uh, Tander and Craig Lowndes were two of. No, it wasn't Garth Tander. It was Craig Lowndes, mm-hmm. Craig Murphy in one car. Yes. It was Scaife and Brock in the other. Yes. Tander was still in a Formula Ford at that point. And last but not least, the Team Kostecki Brothers Racing Wildcard, Brody and Jake Kostecki. They don't have another. They don't. They don't have any form because they've just rebuilt the Super Coots Super 2 car to uh, Supercars uh, spec. They've run it at the Dude Ranch. At normal, likely result. Uh, sadly, I think a likely result is a DNF. I don't think they'll make it. I think they oh. will. I think they'll wipe a wall somewhere on it's, race. It's day. a long race. Uh, you know, it's a long race for a couple of guys that probably haven't uh, driven a supercar um, enough. Enough. Yeah. Wish them all the best, though. It's um, get to the get to the finish, and that's your objective. Yep. Fun fact, yeah. uh, my AU Falcon that I bought from WA had a Kostecki engine in it. Wow. My that's head. why it was so fast. Yeah. That's why they kept... That's why, that's why they wanted kept to pull on, it apart. That's why they wanted to pull it down, because they thought it was a cheater engine. <laughs> Righto, that's everyone. Gentlemen, I need from both of you a dark horse, and I need a winner of the super cheap Bathurst 1000. So your winner can be heart or head, it doesn't matter. Well, we can do one of both. Dark Horse Kane. Ooh. A darkie, I reckon, Anton Di Pasquale. You <laughs> you took mine. He's, he's, he's absolutely my dark horse too. He and, he and I'm fucking Will Brown. When when he is on, he is on, yep. and he's been on quite a bit this year, and Will Brown is just doing amazing things in everything that he drives. Yep. Um, yep, absolute darkie. Yep. Warbster, Dark Horse. Uh, you've actually taken my Dark Horse, so I'll pick another one. Yeah, okay. Andre, or you can agree with the three of us. Andre and Rice Forward. As a Dark Horse winner. Ooh. Wow. Take the Datsun out in a blaze of glory. And I don't Please. Mean, and I don't mean on Please. fire at the grate. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no that, um, that was Paul Morris at the exit of the chase a few couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in the Mark Car. A winner, Kane. Winner. It, it'd be great for Lounsey to get another one. It'd be great for Win Cup too, wouldn't it? They'd have to change to his one. theme yeah. song. To, to, yeah, well, it would. <laughs> it, it, it would. There, there are going to be so many conflicted Holden fans on the hill this year. Absolutely. <laughs> I want Lousy to win, just not with him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they are uh, the dream team. They are the dream team. I think, I think my, my choice of two, I'm going to go for two for a winner. 
Reynolds and uh, Yulden or Van Gisberg and Tander. I'll leave you out of those. There's, there's I'm going to go 50 cents each way. Warps to your winner. How's nobody said Scott, Scott McLaughlin's not in yet? No. He, he has a bit of bad he, luck. He has, I'm going to go, okay. Has, he has he's a the Glenn Seaton of yes, he has a Bathurst era. He has a Bathurst. No, I love that. He has a Bathurst curse. The, the Glenn Seaton of the Glenn Seaton of the modern age. Mm. I like it. New, New Zealand Glenn Seaton. No, mm. uh, Scott McLaughlin is sort of the obvious head pick. Mm-hmm. My heart says oh, I want to say Anton so badly. Mm. I really want Anton to win the race. Yep. So just um, to to follow two years ago. I've I've already got my bet on Dave, <laughs> and I got nineteen to one Ooh, for Dave. Not bad. Got nineteen to one for Dave. When, so, when did you place uh, that? Uh, just as he started his form slump, maybe two rounds ago. They probably get better numbers now. Uh, haven't had a look. I'm not going to have a look because. <laughs> Because it's fixed odds, as uh, as we know with sports betting. So uh, there's my twenty dollar investment um, down the drain. Down the drain. I think we're just about done for this episode. Kane Baxter Smith, thank you very very much for your hospitality and uh, and showing us around the race shop. Thanks for having me. No worries, it's been great. Warbster, uh, congratulations! You've uh, you've pulled it all together again. It's the season of endurance. I. Hopefully we'll squeeze another episode in before the sound engineer and I head to the Gold Coast. Mm. Yeah, we'll see how we go squeezing another episode in. You get you two going up to be tallies or no? We're going up to uh, we are going to be the exclusive pit lane reporters for Jumpy Trucks and Super Utes. Nice. Yes. Nice. Jumpy trucks and super utes. You're going to fucking get around today. Oh, fucking I think I can get around to the tea right now. So, that's about it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, Luff Motors in Yass. That is L-U-F-F, Luff Motors, Toyota in Yass. Great sponsors of Baxter Smith Racing. And Lake Minnetonka. And Lake Minnetonka. For allowing us to use their music. So graciously let us use their music. Uh, And yes, that was Money Runs Out at the start of the episode again. Thanks, everybody. See you there. Bye, Kyle. That's a pretty crummy joke. And to take us out this week, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of a change. We've got a special tribute for our favourite girl having her best result in supercars at Pukahoe.
When you're gonna give to me something to see When you're gonna set a good time Simona, is it the parody? Parody? Or is it just your cousin wrong wine? Simona, never gonna stop, give it up Such a dirty car, always get it up For the touch of some ba 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 Hi, 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 Motors! If you brace down, driving up the Hume, who are you gonna call? Luff Motors! If a motor sounds weird and it don't look good, who should you call? Luff Motors! I think I need a new car. I think I need a new car. If you're in the market for a new car, who should you call Luff Motors? A brand new Hilux parked in your garage. Who are you gonna call Luff Motors? Think I need a new car. I think I need a new car. Who you gonna call? Luff Motors. If you live near Yes, pick up the phone and call Luff Motors. I ain't afraid of no car Except maybe it's a Mustang I ain't afraid of no car Singing makes me feel good It's not rolling Breaking out the ads I've got some news for you supercars fans I don't need no help from Luff Motors I've got the Supercars Tech Director on the hotline. We're gonna win Bathurst. Except if Jamie passes a bloody safety car again. Oh, sorry. Luff Motors. Go and buy a Toyota. <laughs> 